The Battle Face Podcast is broadcast live on Fridays and Sundays, and we encourage you to come hang out and chat with Bard and Dare live. Now, prepare to declare attacks. You are entering the Battle Phase. Uh, oh, there's there's only those two, unfortunately. And there's one of what? There's only those two. Ah, uh, well, that, that thread. Well, that sucks. <laughs> but uh, hello, everyone. You have entered the battle phase. It is I, the Midnight Bard, your favorite bard. And joining me, as always, is uh, Derringer, who is amused by the price of things. Why do you do this? Do what? Why, why, why do you do this to me? What do I do to you? Send you down rabbit holes? Everything. You say you like rabbits. I hate you. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, speaking of rabbits, before we begin, please remember to like, sub, and share. It's the easiest way to help the podcast grow, baby. It, it is fantastic. Starting the stream mid-sentence, mid when I'm mid-sentence, you start the stream. You, you make these segues that make no sense. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of segues that make no sense, to our listeners on the podcasting platforms, uh, welcome. And if you'd like to watch our broadcast live, which we do every Friday night uh, and Sunday, you know, Sunday morning, uh, except for the past two, but that's neither here nor there. If you'd like to catch us live and chat with us live while these broad these episodes are being broadcasted, uh, follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the battle phase. Uh, you know, we do all of these lives. You can chat with us, give us your hot takes, uh, you know, be a part of the conversation. It's it's a lot of fun. Unless you're Dare, in which case he hates it here. It's fucking pain. <laughs> and I swore within the first first minute. Damn. <laughs> what, what are you up to this week, Dare? Well, uh, we, we've actually had a couple things that I've been up to. I don't remember any of them, but... Uh, yeah, we've been doing some stuff. Uh, one of the things, uh, we, we did start watching the original Avatar anime again. Neat. And I forgot how like good it is. It's dated, and it's like animation and stuff, but it's still good. Yeah, it holds up it really well. It still looks good. Yeah, it looks amazing. You know, Avatar, one of those uh, anime, what's, I call it anime, it's... But it's kind of weird because it's all over the place. It's it's an American production that was like animated in Korea, that's uh, anime style, which is Japanese, and it has a bunch of Asian mythology from basically all corners. So, the the thing that I had forgotten though was like how, like, fan not fans are like the, how obvious they made it like. Aang and Katara are going to be a thing eventually. Because God, Aang is just like the wizard, just <laughs> risen up all over the place. The wizard. I've never heard that and I enjoy it. He's he's the wizard of Oz. He's <laughs> gonna cast his riz on you. Yeah. And uh he he is down bad for Katara pretty much out of the gate, isn't he? Which was uh, it's it's a good, it's a decent choice, but I mean Ty Lee was better. Uh, I I know Ty Lee is the best. Uh, I think that my taste for toxic women, or I I was aware that I had taste for toxic you women when I liked Archie. Azula yeah, out of everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like how did I see that one coming? Like why not why not Ty Lee? I was like I don't know something about Azula, the way that she looks down on people. Probably me. I'd say the other firebender girl but i don't know her name i, I can't remember her name there's another firebender oh you mean like a, the other girl from the fire there, nation you mean well, there, may there is was that her name yeah it's like may or my or something like my ty lee and azula the three of them charlie's angel ozai's angels <laughs> was was she like the like emo i'm brooding yeah the one that throws yeah. knives yeah her yeah i didn't like her yeah, well, Zuko did, but that's really about it, I guess. Uh, I mean, nobody likes Zuko either, so I mean... <laughs> what are you talking about? Zuko has one of the 
best redemption arcs in all of media, dude. It was ridiculous. And got to the first slide, and we've already went off track. Well, yeah, but uh, we were talking about what you were doing this week. That this is how we always lead, you know. Like, what what are we doing? What are we watching? You know, what are we listening to? This is issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Avatar. Good A- anime. Good anime, for sure. Uh, speaking of anime, I've, I've been watching one called uh, A Returner's Magic Should Be Special, uh, which I feel like it's an awkward title. How so? It just feels like like really weird. You know, A Returner's Magic Should Be Special. Like, it feels like an out-of-context out of context conversation. Like, we, we just clipped some... <laughs> The the yeah I could I guess I can see that yeah but my my reasoning would be because I don't know what a returner is referring to uh, it's like a person's occupation or like class or something in this so I think that this is something that was lost in translation because let me explain to you the plot so basically it's uh, luckily it's not an isekai it looks like we're we're doing a lot to just bring back regular fantasy which is great. Me personally, I prefer it that way. Uh, but it's time thief lore. Yeah, time thief lore uh, is exactly time what it is. Free. Because what time happens? Free door. What happens here is, uh, you know, they go a party goes out to kill the demon king. Apparently, they were at it for years, probably over a decade, and they suffered a great deal of, you know, tragedy and and difficulty while they were doing so. And they finally kill it, you know. Uh, and when they do. Its mana overloads and it explodes, killing the remaining party members. Allegedly, killing the remaining party members who thought that they were they were off the hook, they could go home, right? And so, big explosion. And next thing we know, our MC wakes up in his 17, uh, 17 year old body, I think. Seventeen thirty-eight. Yeah, so he he's back in time to before all of this happened. And basically given a, a do-over to get it all, to, to do it all over again, right? Uh, so it seems, it's got a solid hook in that, you know, he knows what's coming. He He's lived it. He survived all the way to the end. A lot of people didn't. A lot of close friends didn't. So it, it's almost like he starts off this new journey by basically, he's a little shocked at first, like, oh shit, I'm back in time. What the hell? But at the same time, he he's kind of like, I can save them. I, I can, you know, like, so he beelines for the two that fell in, in battle, you know, like his his love interest and his and his good buddy. Right. And he's like, OK, uh, she was always gifted. And because of that, she never was she was never really challenged until she was out in the battlefield. Easy kill, you know, uh, so you can't let that happen again. And he was wasn't part of like the noble class so you know nobody ever really gave him too much too much attention so he he never got like a master to to help them to help him refine his natural swordsmanship gift so we can't let that happen again so he starts making choices to kind of like lead to a better future where everyone lives or as or more people live and to where maybe we can get ahead of this tragedy before it happens and that way n- nobody dies you know i got distracted sorry yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. i, I don't know, I've, I've never been like a fan of the whole uh, you died or you went to sleep and then woke up again and it was like uh, the grand hog day type thing where it's just the same day over and over and over again yeah th- this would be like I, the same decade over again <laughs> that's like i don't know maybe it's like because it's one of those things where it's like i would do it differently but yeah like i don't know of too many i don't know of too many animes that do that mm-hmm. so i mean maybe i'd have to give it a chance and watch it but yeah, yeah it, I, it seems interesting i think that this is where the the name a returner's magic should be special because he returned back to before it all started i think it's kind of like one of those lost in translation things yeah. uh yeah but uh yeah so uh i thought that it had an interesting hook i it, off the top of my head i was like yeah you know that that's interesting and the fact that it's pure fantasy and not an isekai already bonus points for me you know yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of like, yeah, that that looks like it, it could be fun. 
Uh, now we're moving on to gaming. Dare. A new patch? On Dota? Dare plays Dota? What does the patch do? Is it something fun? Tell us, Dare. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. See, this is what we were talking about before the the stream when I was like, you just put whatever the hell down you want, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. These slides have no coherence whatsoever. I just just basically word vomit on them. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's apparent. Yeah. You know what else is apparent? My dad. I don't have one of those anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, you wanted to you wanted to make it sad about you, but I just took that from you, didn't I? No, it wasn't meant G-G- to be sad. My dad GG no re. My dad is a parent. <laughs> you Why? see, it was supposed to be a dumb hold joke. On, hold on, hold it was on, supposed hold on to a be second. a pun. <laughs> like look, look at look at my character whenever I speak. Like I'm like glitching in and out of reality. Yeah, that that's been happening for a while. I don't oh. know. It, it was like an OBS update or something, and so now this is the the world we I live in. I don't feel too well, Mister Stark. <laughs> I noticed it last time, and I just didn't know, didn't say anything because I was like, "Oh, this must be an update or something." I was like, "Well, I don't know how to fix it, so it it is what it is now." <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <laughs> So uh, Dota 2, the official Dota 2 Twitter uh, posted that the 7.34e update will re- be released on Monday, the mm-hmm. 20th, Yeah, which this is a, it's a, a lettered update, so it's not going to be like a huge patch, but uh, basically this is the first patch since the international and they're, they're, there's going to be a lot of changes because basically it's the stuff that was really strong during the international and that was proven to be really strong during the international is going to be kind of just buried into the ground. Yeah. Which I I, I thought ahead, I made a little bit of a list Mm -hmm. of things that I think I'm going to see on, we could probably most likely see on this. Uh, the first would be Necrophos, uh, his agonums upgrade mm. it he hit he has a passive that does a percentage base damage uh effect mm-hmm. and if you get his agonums upgrade it increases that percentage base damage by 60 percent mm. that doesn't seem like much but then you uh you factor in some facts that you can get a lot of regen and then you press a button and your opponent's health just disappears is most likely going to get a uh, rework or a nerf hmm. uh, back could guarantee that they're going to end up like nerfing the shit out of his agonums and his damage block because uh, currently he can just like go one V five and not die. Yikes. And that's not, it's not right. But also, yeah, no, that sounds like it needs to be nerfed, dude. Anytime anyone can go, like, 1v5, that's a problem. Yeah, I I honestly don't see a problem with just a guy being able to walk into the enemy fountain, which, as it hits you, it puts a, a debuff on you that increases the damage that you're taking, mm-hmm. and he's just fine with that. Like, that, it's not something that I have a problem with. <laughs> it's sarcasm that's sarcasm i no, know you I, have a difficult I, time of telling when i say it because i'm always like oh mystic mind of three and you're like no dear but it's like, uh. <laughs> no, no 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 like uh, actually like right now it's just being distracted because like i don't know if it, this is coming through the chat through the mic but there is someone just fucking doing donuts and burnouts out in the parking lot and i can hear the tires screeching <laughs> Yeah, that's it's it's coming through the mic. I can hear it. Oh, great, fantastic! I, I can't, I can't. I'm lying. Okay, because uh, another another hero, Spirit Breaker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is like the MVP of the international, where it had like I think a ninety plus percent pick ban rate. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't picked, then it was banned in ninety percent of every single game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they need to either nerf the charge damage or the cooldown and they need to nerf his bulldoze magic resist or status resistance because once again 
it's a hero that does damage based on how fast he moves. Mm-hmm. So he can use his speed boosts, go across the map, and just one-shot people. Yeah, that, then, that's insanity. <laughs> and then Bulldoze giving him status resistance means that he can do that. And then if the enemy team starts to try to kill him, he just presses that and he can just walk away. Uh, the last hero that I have is Lone Druid because fuck that hero. Right. Uh, I, I have no, it, no context for this. Why fuck that guy? Why? Well, they, they the... 7.3 patch they made a fourth attribute which is universal mm. and lone druid is a universal hero mm. universal heroes are just kind of broken because if you get uh, a stat item one stat one all stat mm. counts for all of their stats and they get strength and stuff they get damage from each of their stats now instead of just one primary uh-huh so since Lone Druid is a uh, all stat or it's a uh, universal, he gets he, he can just buy six branches at level one, and he hits for an additional like eighteen damage, and it's it's not good. I was gonna say eighteen sounds depending on the context sounds like a lot. Is it a lot? <laughs> like normally your starting damage is like. 50 to 100 ish mm. so if your starting damage is 50 and you're adding 18 you're adding basically half almost half yeah Yikes. so it's a pretty big damage increase yeah, holy cow i don't know how i feel that <laughs> gamma says so the guy's literally the flash yeah he cuts across the entire map and then he punches you in the face and then he saves a bunch of CGI babies that and are falling and <laughs> falling out of a a hospital that's suspended up in the air for some reason. Oh god, the CGI baby scene. Those were uncanny valley monstrosities. <laughs> but uh yeah. The the Dota patch after TI, it's it's like the raw after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks forward to it because we're sick and tired of the same old shit and we want something new. But uh Ice Frog's probably going to disappoint us like he always does. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm hoping those heroes that I mentioned got hit. There's a couple other things that I hope get hit, but, like, I don't know. It, it's hard to tell. It's hard yeah. to say. Uh, balancing games, hard, right? It's like, it, we, we, we can kind of, like, gripe and complain as much as we want because, you know, we, we are aware that there's a problem, but, like, how to balance something is not as easy. Yeah, and that's with, with like, League. Riot does a good job of balancing their characters. Well, good. With Dota, with Dota Valve and Icefrog are just kind of, like, I mean, all the rest of them are broken, so... <laughs> Who cares? Well, what if it doesn't break the game? (laughs) That's a mentality to have for sure. It's like, oh, if every if if everything's broken, nothing's broken, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's they've they've done some pretty good uh, updates like that too. (laughs) I remember they they introduced a hero called Hoodwink into the game, and it's it's like a little squirrel, so does like squirrel esque things like. It's one skill is it throws an acorn and the acorn bounces between your enemies and does damage. They didn't think of how much damage that acorn should do. So (laughs) it got to a point where if you got like to level four, you would throw one acorn. It would kill the whole creep wave and could possibly kill a support. Wow. (laughs) And I, I played the shit out of Hoodwink when she first came out. And I was just like, this is great. It's not going to last, but it's great. <laughs> well, we, we've discussed in the past that your favorite type of uh, gaming experience is whenever something's just dumb and exploitable. So you like to you, you like to go for it. You, you know, in, in certain situations, yes, Mystic Mind should come back to three. Right. But on on like a whole, I wouldn't say that I like to exploit games. Just just if I. <laughs> I, it's it's something that uh, last Saturday I, I took to saying that 
I only do things if I think they're funny. Funny is what, what I meant. Not, uh, over exploitable, yes. Because it's uh, one of the guys was like, you play all these like janky crap decks, but you win sometimes. And it's like, yeah, because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Pure paleos play, playing forty traps is funny. Yeah, it, it, it's something that we're gonna get into now that we're talking about card games and card games. In card games, and the the ritual event is going on in Master Duel. You can only play ritual decks, and uh, they they've banned quite a bit of extra deck monsters unless it looks like they could fit into a ritual. Uh, archetype or into like some kind of ritual mechanic like so for example blue eyes ultimate dragon isn't banned you know you could play blue eyes easily into chaos max exactly so you could like chaos max for it right so yeah uh it's basically what's going on so like there's a lot of things that my uh so like the herald of the arc light is legal herald of the the what's the the link herald uh there's pure light, which is the pure lights, the XCs. Arc light is the synchro. Mm-hmm. Mirage and is herald of the mirage, mirage lights. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, so you can run those and a bunch of other stuff that's that's ritual adjacent, right? Uh, so so if, it's, if it's in like a ritual themed deck, then yeah, right, right. And they have that new ritual link to support uh, Dynamondo that that's in there too. So y- you could play Dynamondo, that's fine. Uh, so, but for a majority of it, like anything that would be otherwise useful in an extra deck is has been completely removed. Additionally, no maxi. That's a choice that they made. Uh, wow, it's like that's a problem card. You would think so. I I, I think in this in this particular uh, this particular event, Maxi would be a welcome addition. Uh, because have you seen what Libromancer and Nuvales can do? They just keep going. I mean, I I play Nuvales, so <laughs> right. I'm aware. So uh, basically, you could in this event you can earn about three thousand gems, uh, and you could also get some really cool prizes. Like uh, the, you have like the 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 banished zone and uh, graveyard uh, piece that is uh, contract with the abyss. It's pretty cool, uh, and you could get the ritual twenty twenty three title. Which does anybody pay attention to titles? I sure don't. Uh, nope. <laughs> so. The three loner decks is is the most fun out of this. Uh, so check it out. So for the anime let, let, fans, let me guess. Well, okay, go for it. Do you? Oh, you, you just have three. Okay, I can guess. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say Cyber Angels. Uh-huh. Uh Blue Eyes mm. and Megalith. I know it's not gonna be Megalith, but yeah. Yeah. So you got one of them, which is the one that's on the Damn. screen right now. You got Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes is one. Uh, so it's your standard blue eyes chaos max build uh you got like the ritual spell you got like your blue eyes white dragon you got like uh you know the the maiden you got the the stones the alternatives uh you you get like i'm gonna i'm gonna like stop you and put uh standard in quotations yeah so you can continue very quote-unquote standard right the the thing that's missing and like a, a couple of things were weird to me so like for example you get one bingo machine go which i feel like that's weird you know like that that is a good searcher why would they only yeah, give you that's one a three of you, yeah you play three bingo machine you play three bingo matter. machine exactly uh the other thing is um shoot they don't have any way for you to give your opponent something with zero defense i would 100 percent have given them like creature swap and just put like I also see they play i believe that's the spell card that like Summons three blue eyes by banishing all cards on your hand, field, and graveyard. It's like the third from last. Third from last. Or no, that's not that's not burst true with destruct. No. There's 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 a card that in blue eyes that says like banish your field, hand, and graveyard, and then you can summon three blue eyes white dragons to your field. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like it's kind of a. I I I get what you're going for there. That but is a steep why? price. Yikes! 
but yeah, th- this is the one that you see like every every now and again. You know, like uh, Blue Eyes is Blue Eyes, and people love it. So I mean, like it's not gonna go anywhere. Uh, and the addition of like the jet dragon is good because you know jet dragon. Ha- have you seen what jet dragon does? It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it's pretty good, but I, yeah. Eh. Uh, yeah, I mean it's all right. It's all right, right? Uh, I feel like this is one about, we're talking about a blue eyes deck. We're not talking about something that's meta. No, like, super meta relevant. In this ritual event, it does okay. It, it does yeah. pretty okay. Uh, second one. Uh, so you said it was Cyber Angels, Megalith, and Blue Eyes. So you got Blue Eyes. The second one is uh, Libromancers. This is a deck that I wanted to play, but I just never... I think it's uh, Geek Boy. I don't have any copies of that. Uh, it's like the more expensive one, I believe. Yeah, he's been reprinted in the Megatons now, so I mean, you could probably but pick him up for cheap. is he still like, super shiny, or is he like, yeah. not super shiny? No, yeah, he's still super shiny. He's not like a secret, but you know. he He's like, he's like an ultra or like a super or whatever. Uh, so this is Libromancer and Libromancer, you know, I know people who played Libromancer whenever it first came out and back then it was okay. You know, it has a lot more tools now to basically just keep on extending. Every time I think I have them dead to rights, they figure out a way to recover and it's kind of frustrating. (laughs) Geek Boy only costs 45 cents. I'm buying this deck. Yeah, go for it. Uh, their new continuous spells are actually really good because they help them keep uh, returning like resources whenever you whenever you do something to them. It's weird, or not weird, but it's just really really good. So you know, it, it, here's a weird thing: they gave them two forbidden droplet. I think that's the first time I've ever seen a loner deck have like just such a high impact card. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That was, I'm not going to lie, that was one of the first things that my eye went to when I was looking at this. The two called by and the two droplets. Yep. It was just like, I kind of feel like Konami wanted this deck to be good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Usually, whenever I'm going up against Libromancer, I have the hardest time against them. Uh, be, because, like I said, you know, like it's. It's kind of like you, you got to make sure you OTK them. Otherwise, they're going to recur too many resources for you to be able to like put up a second fight. So it's like go go for the throat the first time. Uh, That's you only have the one game because yeah. if you if you lose, then it's not best of three. It's, yeah. it's game over. I'm cool with that, you know, but like yeah, every now and then your opponent just draws better. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but lastly, I can has. The the last one is is the cheeseburger deck, the hungry burger deck. Uh, I don't like the ratios that they're running. The ratios stuff. look uh, really they, weird. Yes, like because uh, you should you should always run three of the one, three of the level one, and then two, two, and one of each other. Yeah, it looks like they gave you two of each, which to me felt weird. I'm like, mm, <laughs> this is gonna be this this bricks really hard. <laughs> I also feel like they have like not enough monsters. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I I, like I can. The, outside of the rituals, they have the three manju and the two pendulums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the three manju. Like for for mine, I have I think probably eight or so uh, incantations because. <laughs> It's just like really, really easy to get the stuff out on the field with incantations. Gamma says that it, it's two of each because that means you you're taking a date out to eat, so you can't just order for yourself. You see, I'm banning Gamma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. I love I love that. Um, but yeah, you know, like. You get uh, you you get uh, the the burger deck, which uh, you know, like I I I, I do. Uh, I want to point out real quick. I mm-hmm. do like they have the one singular copy of hamburger recipe. That <laughs> they some you you can't actually. I don't think you can actually search hamburger recipe with any of the Nouvelle's cards. I don't think so either. 
so it's just like a oh if i draw this and i have hungry burger in my hand i can summon hungry burger yeah but who who would do that so you're you're basically running two bricks (laughs) yeah uh something to mention here is that they gave nouvelles two copies of infinite impermanence so now i'm going back because i feel like blue eyes didn't get anything really really good i I went back Eyes did not get anything (laughs) like like the good card for blue eyes bingo machine they gave them one copy of they blue gave machine. them one copy yeah like so i feel like they they should have given uh like you know just to kind of follow along probably give blue eyes like triple tactics talent you know so triple tax forbidden droplet and then infinite impermanence it just feels feels about fair it's just like you, you could have given them three copies of trade in you could have given them three copies of. Do they not have uh, trade in? They have one copy of trade in. Yeah. <laughs> one copy of trade in. One copy of bingo machine. Give them three of both. Get rid of these. Get rid of like some of this other cart. You don't need two copies of the the trap. And I don't remember what that blue eyes ultimate card by the trap does, but you don't need that. Yeah, like those those are three that you can remove easy peasy. I would argue you probably don't need maiden with eyes of blue either uh it's nice to be able to get a blue eyes out of your hand but like i didn't even see that they had maiden in there just give another white stone of legend right in in this deck i feel like you're prioritizing your chaos max dragon so i I would i wouldn't even play anything that's just like hey drop a blue eyes on the field i'm like oh they're never hitting the field you know we're using them for rituals as quickly as we can in this episode bard and dare tear konami apart for having <laughs> shit deck building after 20 years i was like you guys invented the game how do you not know we, we like to think of it as if it was still 2003 mm-hmm. we want to make our deck as if it was in 2003 <laughs> gamma says blue eyes looks like it went to a pawn shop and got those ratios <laughs> this is this is a uh, budget blue eyes here which you know what's funny is you could actually play a relatively well built like super rare rare nouvelles deck you know like it's not it's not going to be great but it's low rarity uh and, and it still functions you know you get like all of your key cards cuz i think like the highest uh the I, I think that the highest rarity nouvelles card is the field spell at a ur and everything else is sr and under um, I can see Bear Grum, or yeah, Bear Grum, or whatever the level six is. Oh, Bale Grill? It's a rare. Yeah, Bear Grill. It's a rare. It's a rare. Yeah, then uh, unless like the level one is an ultra, then yeah, you can easily build that. Yeah, you can build this like almost with no ultra rares whatsoever. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, and Libromancers. Uh... The, the more I'm actually looking at this Nobles deck list, the more like upset I'm getting with it too, because they only play one of the. The fire, uh, or the I think it's meat recipe. Yeah, have two fish recipe and one meat recipe, and then fucking hungry burger recipe. And it's like, why would you do that? Just run two and two if you want to do. Get the fucking hungry burger recipe out. Okay, Gamma's challenging me. He says that he thinks that the the guy is a is a what do you call it? A you are. I, I I doubt that. Uh, I doubt that so much. I'm gonna open Master Duel right now. Let Let's go looking. Unless... All I know is all three of these have hurt me in different ways. Yeah, yeah, he he was right. He, you know, okay, I I was also correct because I also said that. So yeah, both of you were right, Gigi. but Bard was Gigi. wrong. I, I hope you you savor this victory. The the thing that we can all take away from this is that after twenty years, Konami still doesn't know how to make a proper deck. <laughs> yeah, that's true uh like we we have nothing to look to except like every structure deck that they ever released to kind of see that don't we where like usually a structure deck will will have like the most why is this card here feelings ever right they're getting better they're getting better like the alba strike was pretty good and the trap tricks one was was pretty good too but they still it, haven't gotten to the point where they're giving us multiple copies of like key cards. So you right. have to buy three copies of the deck. I, I think that's just a good business plan though, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's fair. But it's like when they start giving us like when when, when the box stops lying saying that they're tournament ready decks, uh. <laughs> then then I'll be happy. Yeah.
you, you can't just take a structure deck, go to a tournament and play and be like, oh, I'm going to win. Yeah, not not usually. You you have to trick it out a little bit. You know, like the, these are these are ready to play out of the box. I believe that. Not tournament play. You know, like you could play them with your friends, but <laughs> but but that's really about it. Uh, but uh, speaking about what you found on Twitter or X or does anyone even call it X? Yeah, with it, your friends. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a card that showed up on on, uh, on the Yu Gi Oh Twitterverse. Uh, and it looks like a younger version of Underworld Goddess of the Closed World. Um, it's a. It looks to be a link too because I see two arrows. Uh, unless I'm not seeing one, unless you, there is writing off to the right side of it, so there might be like an arrow there. But I, I honestly don't see it, so I don't think so. Uh, yeah, light attribute link two. Uh, the artwork depicts what appears to be the younger version of Underworld Goddess. And the text box is redacted. Uh, however, from this, it says, "White girl, save me! White girl, save me! White girl." <laughs> Did you look up what it says? I'm sitting here reading it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. There is like that. Uh, there is the, the meme. <laughs> you... I don't have to look up what it says. I, I didn't even notice. At... I didn't even notice that that it had writing. But uh, what I was going to say is, uh, based on the on the set name underneath the artwork, it says V Jump, so it, it kind of looks like it's going to be a Shonen Jump promo. Most likely, they like <laughs> to tease stuff like this and then put it in a V Jump promo. That way, it goes to be like thirty plus dollars per copy, and they reprint it along the line somewhere, and then yeah. it just drops. Uh, the big question here is going to be like. Is because we, as you know, Dare, you've been playing this game for a long time, so have I. Link twos are usually the most BS link monsters that exist. Think Hulk, yeah. think, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Verte. Verte. And this is a link two also. And as we know, the link five lets you tribute a monster on your opponent's field. So my Hulk, question. Verte. <laughs> Uh, Electromite. Electromite. Beyond the Pendulum. Oh yeah, Beyond the Pendulum. Uh, IP Masquerade. IP Masquerade. SP, SP Little, Little Knight. Knight. Yeah. So it, it feels like Link Twos are disproportionately powerful based on what they are. Uh, so they're the, the easiest to make, I would say. And for the effects that they're given, then yeah, they're. I think Link Twos need to be brought back a little bit because there's too many of them that are too good or make the, you know like we've had this conversation before you know like things that are powerful if you make them archetype or type or attribute specific a lot of the times they lose uh, a lot of that you know splash ability that makes them busted in every deck yeah yeah uh so make verite require a preda plant make yeah. Hulk require a christron i th think the verite one would still cause an issue because people would just play three Scorpio, one Darling, mm -hmm. and then that would be your thing. Yeah. But and make, uh, what do you call you it? The uh, fusion engine. Make, make what do you so, call it? Uh, what's the name of that one? Baron require a, a floor monster or a warrior tuner or, or a wind tuner or anything, you know? Uh, so or like, just give Mystic Mind back. Sure. Uh, but like, so... That that's kind of the thing that uh, is concerning me here is that since link twos are usually very disproportionately powerful for what they are, I kind of wonder what this one's gonna do. Uh, and based on the arrows, because you'll notice that n the arrows do not point to your own field; they point to the opponent's field. I'm willing to believe that this is it is gonna have like a use one of your opponent's monsters for, as material thing, but it's gonna be like it, it yeah, has to point like, to them. Yeah, it's definitely a. Uh target monster that this card points to do xyz with it right it maybe like it's like it would be like relinquished anima where you summon it in the monster zone where your opponent's card is right that way you can suck it up with anima yeah but relinquished anima is also not the greatest card in the world but yeah because like it, it really depends on something being in that in that zone that it points to which means you have uh, two out of five chance that your opponent will 
<laughs> like summon there. Yeah, it's like a two out of five chance, and then you know, like if it doesn't happen, I mean, you're just out of luck. I, I have relinquished Anima in my Purelli deck, and it's like. Every time that I'm like, oh, man, I could use Relinquished Anima, and it would be great if that monster was one zone over. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's basically what I feel this is going to be. Uh, you know, if it's if it's like an Unchained thing, like uh, Gamma saying in the, in the chat, uh, you know, because Unchained is like, oh, yeah, link off with your opponent's monsters, right? If this is one of those that's like, hey, you can link summon using a monster that this card points to, uh yeah basically yes so well given given the fact that it does look like underwear underworld goddess underwear goddess uh, i didn't say underwear it sounded like you did you were a pervert maybe i mean that's true we always knew this yeah unfortunate yeah since it does look like uh underworld world goddess Uh, I would say that it probably does have a good chance of being like, you can use this card. Maybe, I I don't want this to be a thing, but maybe it'll be like an IP effect where on your opponent's turn, you can link summon using an opponent's monster that this card points to. Oh, God, no. Yeah, just instantly fucking banned. Just like quick effect. I mean... I guess the the one good thing about it is that it's super telegraphed, and you know your opponent can play around it because it has to be pointing to that zone, right? But yeah, yeah but what what happens if you're playing a, a deck that kind of just says like you can't summon to these zones? Oh, like there's there's not been one of those in a recent meta. Yikes! Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I, I don't like the thought of it. I, I guess, you know, part of me is always like, oh, yeah, you know, Cash Tira can't use their Link Zone. They always put Shangri-Ira there. And then I'm like, wait, they don't have to. I was like, oh, right, they don't. <laughs> uh, Just summon your Shangri-Ira anywhere else mm-hmm. and then block off the two or three zones that you can't point to with this. Yeah. And then pass. And it's like, oh, hey. At that point, you're already winning the game, so... For sure. I mean, it is a, a valiant effort if you can if you can make it. But uh, speaking of valiant, Valiant Smashers snuck up on me. Did you know that Valiant Smashers was out? I didn't. I did, because every YouTuber that I watched was bitching about it. Yeah. Uh, they were like, we just got Rarity Collection, and then you're releasing another set a week later. So wait, are we complaining is... over the fact that we got two banger sets back-to-back? Because that sounds like what we're doing. Yes, because we got two banger sets back-to-back. At the end of the it's, year. It, it's two sets that you need to dump money in because they're both meta-relevant sets. And if you want to play meta these sets are like uh, what you need to go for. This is something that I, I was going to mention that I hate that I hate that Centurion is so expensive because I was really looking forward to playing that deck. Oh yeah, I could have told you you're, you're going to have to spend money for it. Oh dude, every main like every every significant card in that archetype is at least 30 bucks. Yeah, Primus 28, yeah. uh Truda is 22. Legata is 22. Now, and here's something I, that I mentioned. I'm this Emblema Oath. Right. That's it, 34. It is. Uh, and what I was going to mention here is that I did look it up on TCG Player earlier. Out of the top five most expensive cards out of Valiant Smashers, Centurion is four of them. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. So, so something I did see in it, which actually I'm looking at it, I could probably make a Valmonica deck. Yeah, Valmonica so like, and Memento are super cheap. Like they they cost nothing to make. <laughs> looks like the most expensive Valmonica is uh, six fifty, and then you have six or three sixty. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like dirt cheap. Uh, uh, Valiant Smashers came out today or yesterday, right? Because uh, whenever I was yesterday, looking Thursday. yesterday. Okay, because I was looking through the TCG player listings uh, earlier today when I was putting this slideshow together, and I noticed that there wasn't um, any no any sales listings for anything that was a collector's rare or otherwise. Is there no collector's rares in this set? I kind of figured there would be. No, there there are. There, are. Uh, there 
usually at the beginning since there's no market price mm-hmm. uh, because whenever you do like uh, price high from low it goes off of the market price um, all the collector rare stuff is at the back so oh I see um, memento Trishula is 30 bucks uh, and which is 54 mm-hmm. uh, the Valmonica Skelta mm-hmm. is 50 so I mean, there's they're collectors here, but they're all all on the back. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. I didn't see them, so I was kind of like, because you know, I, I listed from high to low just to kind of see what was the important stuff, and uh, I I didn't see any collectors rares listed, so I was like, oh, weird. Is there none in this set? And I kind of figured like maybe maybe it's just everybody's still cracking their cases, so they're just kind of like figuring out what collectors rares they have and before they list them and stuff. I don't know. Something that caught my eye with this set is, for some reason, and maybe you know, I don't think you do, uh, they have Mechlord, Emperor Weisel, and Grinnell in this set as a reprint, as a rare. Oh, dude, like, I don't know either. Like, there was some, there were some things listed in here as reprints that I was kind of like, okay, so Honest makes sense. There's light monsters in here, Honest, yeah, okay. Uh, we have Summoner Monk, which I'm like, yeah, usually, yeah, it's it's a good card to have if you have like a spellcaster deck or whatever, or like a deck that's heavy on spells. Uh, Art Lord Christie is a good reprint. Art Lord Christie, yeah, yeah, Trick Clown, Baguska is one. Uh, I saw Colossal the, Fighter, the, and I was like, Colossal Fighter, and I was like, oh, Centurion, okay, yeah. But the the fucking the Mechlord Weisel and Grinnell. No, I didn't see those, but like, yeah, those are weird reprints. Like, <laughs> I could understand if you wanted to like give them a collector rare for some reason, maybe. Right, and uh, usually um, for these uh, deck build packs, um, well, for these deck build packs, uh, they'll include cards that they feel are relevant to whatever strategies you have in those packs. Uh, what strategy are the Mechlords? It, Why? Precisely. That's that's where I'm coming from. I was like, I wh- where do those go in? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, but that that's where we're at. I mean, that's Valiant Smashers. What do you think? I think with looking at these prices, I may try to pick up a Valmonica and Memento or yeah, same because they both seem very cheap. Yeah, Memento seems kind of expensive because uh, Antwitch is fifteen, and then uh, Bone Party is ten each. But like Valmonica, like I said, is like dirt cheap. I, I might pick up Valmonica mostly because you know the thing is, out of deck build packs, it, it's it's very common for decks that are in there to be nothing, and then just get some support later on and become really good. You know, like we we've seen it like in the Labyrinth. past. Like Labyrinth, like, I mean, Runic was pretty good out of the gate, but like, you know, things like Sky Striker, Eldledge, stuff like that, you know? Uh, so part of me is kind of like, definitely pick up a core of what you can, because chances are, like, if it gets just some really good support later on and it just kind of pops off, you're going to wish you had. Um, it, <laughs> the problem is, I-, I wanted to play Centurion, which is the expensive one out of it, so I'm like, well, I'm out of luck, but yeah, I'll pick up Balmonica, I guess. Memento, I- I'm not a fan of how they look. I think they're kind of meh. But well, see, the, the Memento, you, you understand what they're going with with the Memento. Parts, yeah, right? yeah, I understand. It, it's supposed to be like retrains of like old monsters, like Memento Mace is Key Mace, right? And try Memento Try Horn Dra- or Memento. Memental and Horn Dragon is Trihorn Dragon. Yeah. Memental and Goblin is Goblin Calligrapher. Right. And, and I get that, but like the, wh- the thing is, aesthetically, I don't like how they look. You, they, uh, that's they, understandable. They seem a little kinda, over-designed to me, you know? They're supposed to look like dead creatures. Yeah. Dead bone creatures and whatnot. But, right. Yeah. Yeah, so so to me, I, it's just an aesthetics thing. Like for example, I also don't like the way Bujins look, so I just don't play Bujins. Uh, I, I I gotta say that I don't really like the way the Valmonica stuff looks, but 
I also just love Pendulum Monsters, so I'm looking past it. Yeah, and the thing about Valmonica to me is I, I love the theme of it. Like, they're the angel and the devil on your shoulder. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. I love when Yu-Gi-Oh! just does, like, really stupid crap like that and just, like, incorporates it into a part of, a, uh, into part of an archetype. Like, I, I am still here in the year of our Lord 2023, wishing that Arcana Force had some support that actually made it good, because I think that the, the whole theme around Arcana Force is really cool. Uh, you know, like, hey, you're playing a tarot deck, basically, but they're Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I was like, that's dope. I love that. <laughs> but I would, I would like if Flower Guardians had more support. Yeah, I mean... And flower Guardians. Yeah, stuff like that, you know? so Flowers. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I'll be picking up a, a Valmonica engine, too, you know? Just to just to have it would be nice. Uh, so w- with that, I guess we're gonna pass on to the last segment here: anime and entertainment. Uh, you? Oh, I thought you had given us something, but I guess no. I, I was thinking of the Dota thing. Uh, what we do have is uh, the trailer for Yu Yu Hakusho dropped the live action, and uh, I watched it. And uh, you know, the thing is. I hate to get excited about live action adaptations because they have such a history of being crap. <laughs> like so far, like One Piece is carrying like, you know, live action adaptations on its back because it's like the the good one, right? Uh but we yeah. think we think about things like, you know, like Avatar the Last Airbender, the live action movie, which sucked. Uh we think about Cowboy Bebop, which was super cringe at points. And we think of uh, Death Note, which was just absolutely disastrous. Uh, so we, we look at all those things and we're like, live action adaptations are tricky, man. Uh, especially for whenever the concept's like really, really up there. Like, for example, like it, it, there are things that get, a, that get by easier when it's animation because you expect it to be a little over the top. Uh, but when it comes to live action, it, it feels weird when it is. That said... From watching the trailer, it looks to me like they were trying to stay a little more grounded. So I don't know if that's an attempt to appeal to a wider audience. Uh, The special effects look pretty good. Uh, If there is one thing that I will mention is that uh, sometimes I'm okay if you're making a live action adaptation if you skip some of the anime stuff that goes into it. For example, uh, I liked the One Piece live action. I think that Zoro's hair is really distracting because it's green in live action. Uh, Same thing when I'm watching this Yu Yu Hakusho trailer. Uh, I'm noticing Kurama's hair, which is supposed to be pink, is really vibrant and distracting. Uh, Part of me was like, you could have made him a redhead, you know, like just red hair, like would have been a lot easier to to digest, you know. Um, So but that that's me just nitpicking on things that are my preference. I don't think the trailer looks bad. I think it looks really good, which is I'm saying with like with a modicum of caution because I get excited for live action adaptations a lot. And when they inevitably end up letting me down, I I get kind of disappointed. And this is a property that I really, really like. So I want it to do well. Uh, And I'm I'm worried that it might not. So I I hope it's one of the it's the one that they play Chinese checkers like Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In in one episode, for sure. Uh, they did show a couple of, like, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho deals with ghosts and demons and stuff. They showed a couple of the demons, and sure, you know, they, they, look, they look pretty cool. Uh, they showed a couple of, like, the anime attacks, like, you know, like the spirit gun and stuff like that, which basically are Kamehameha's from, you know, like Dragon Ball Z, basically. It's energy attacks, right? And, yeah, it didn't look, it didn't look like, it didn't take you out of the immersion. You're like, yeah, okay, it, that looks... Yeah, I can I can accept that. Uh, they at the very end of the trailer they showed uh, Toguro, which Toguro is kind of like the the fan favorite bad guy from Yu Yu Hakusho. So it's my expectation that this is that the first season is going to end either at the start of the dark tournament, which is like their big uh, bad arc. Uh, or, you know, it's just going to be like something that they tease for season two, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. You know, like I, I was excited to see this. Um, uh, you ever seen John Wick? 
they took his dog. Yeah, they took his dog. Uh, but the brother Gamma says the guy was not in his baby form. No, Koenma was not in his baby form. He still had the pacifier. That's a choice that they made, and uh, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess it's fine. <laughs> they took his dog. But uh, yeah, John John Wick, uh, director Chad St- Staleski. Stahelski, Stahelski, uh, words. Uh, I don't know what it, how to pronounce this last name, but the point is, the director of Ch- of John Wick, old Chad, uh, said that uh, he officially announced that there is an anime adaptation of the John Wick movies uh, coming into uh, c- coming into existence. It's something that they signed off on. Uh, it's not going to be a one for one thing, like like a one for one translation of the movies into anime form. I don't think. Uh, I figure that this is probably going to deal with John Wick at the height of his career before his retirement, right? Uh, The images that are on here are AI-generated, I'm pretty sure. I don't think that this is actually what the anime is going to look like. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, that's kind of exciting. Uh, There's not really many details. We don't have, like, a, a studio in line to do it. We don't have, like talent attached to it it'd be really cool if keanu reeves came back for it i doubt it but like maybe um uh, but the other thing is i do believe that what what else was i gonna say is oh yeah uh uh old director man chad said that uh he it, it sounded to me from the from the interview that i read that he is a fan of anime and he intends to do this the justice that it deserves, John Wick being a really, really popular movie franchise. So I'm kind of excited to see it. You know, like I feel like this would be really cool, especially since this is one of those hyper gritty, hyper violent uh, action movies that's really over the top. Uh, so I think it would translate really well into anime. I would really love to see that. They took his Yeah. And speaking of dogs, uh, sp- the Spider Verse keeps growing. We had a, we had a discussion <laughs> early this morning on uh, a person's stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's this uh, Dota streamer, and she was going on about how like kids these days don't have like any imaginative outlet. Whereas like we had Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and uh, stuff like that. Where mm-hmm. it was like oh, here's this cool universe that it'd be cool to be a part of and we could pretend to be part. And she's just like, kids these days don't have that. And this one guy is just like, they have the Spider-Verse. <laughs> and it's just like, my, fair, I guess. I mean, you kind of, but like also my man, like, you know, Spider-Man's been around forever though. <laughs> The Spider-Verse is new. There's yeah, spiders I, all over the place in the Spider-Verse. I mean, I guess so. Uh, but the thing about this is this is uh, a movie uh, from Sony Pictures based off a, uh, a Spider-Man support character named Madam Web. And here's the thing that gets me is whenever I was introduced to Madam Web in the comics and in the 90s Spider-Man TV show, Madam Web is an old psychic lady in a parallel dimension, uh, you know, who, who guides Spider-Man through cryptic riddles and clues and stuff. And in this one, they made her a hot redhead paramedic. <laughs> I'm just why like, is it also, like, if she's supposed to help him, why does it also look like he's getting ready to kick her ass? Yeah. <laughs> Comics back in the day didn't understand, like, you know, like, the, the art was, you kind of had to do a lot of interpreting, yes. Uh, but it does look like Spider-Man's about to kick her in the face, right? It's like, I'm the only Spider-Person here. Uh, but, yeah, supposedly, like, based off Marvel Comics, there is a there is a bunch of, like, uh, of spider people who are basically, like, born under the totem of the spider or something like that, where basically, like, spider-based powers attach themselves to them. This is in the comics. Uh, and, you know, like, you have a bunch of them that, that show up eventually to, to in Spider-Man's world. Like, for example, you have Silk, you have Spider-Woman, you have, uh, you know, it, it go list goes on, you know. Uh, but the idea here is Madam Web is basically, like, the nexus uh, where all of this stuff happens. You know, she's she's the one that sees into into the will of this and uh, you know she's the one that is at the center of the web and what have you 
so it, it's really weird that we have like a support character like this taking the main role. And, but this is basically Sony playing with what they have because, you know, like ever since like they did the Avengers movie with Spider-Man and it, Marvel's all like, yeah, you guys can take whatever Spider-Man character you want and make a movie out of them. But Spider-Man stays here. <laughs> And it was gonna. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, we we will literally make a movie out of any Spider-Man character, dude. You think we're kidding? We will. We'll take the most obscure characters that the 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 main public doesn't know about, and we'll make a movie out of them. We promise. <laughs> so, you know, like I hear that Craven the Hunter is getting a movie. Madam Web surprised me. I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, but Tom from accounting. Yeah. Tom from accounting. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if they have like, Oh, well, here's the J Jonah Jameson movie. <laughs> like, sure. Is he, is he the, I want pictures of Spider-Man on my desk tomorrow. Yeah. That's the guy. That's him. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know Spider-Man characters. I'm just, I was hoping that was the correct person. That That's the correct person. You were right on. Uh, so the, the film stars, uh, Dakota Johnson who I'm pretty sure is the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know. I never watched that movie, but she she looks like her, like based off of the trailers that I saw. So, uh, so I, I think that's her. Uh, we also have, uh, she's going to be joined by an ensemble of spider women uh, with actresses representing them, including uh, Sydney Sweeney, Celeste O'Connor, and Isabella Merced. Um... Other than that, uh, I, I think I saw Adam Scott in the trailer. He's the guy from Parks and Recreation. The, the guy who plays the Cones of Dunshire. The guy who likes Calzones. The, the way you said that, I'm I'm doubting the fact that you said you haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I sure haven't. I, I'm doubting it, though. Nah, I, I haven't like seen it, Derek. Look, the way you said it. Just because I own the right book now, series doesn't the, mean I've the seen the way, movie. You're talking about it right now. I feel like you have a DVD on regular and Blu-ray. I haven't owned a DVD in forever. I buy Blu-rays from time to time, but like I never watch them. I mean, it's just kind of like I I, I'm weird. It's just to have. It's one of those you just want to have type things. Yeah, because I I, I have Pacific Rim on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, but I don't have my my computer was made like far after <laughs> same 2012, so I don't have a disk drive on it. I, I so bought I have no an, way of watching this. I bought a USB disk drive that I can plug into my computer to watch stuff, right? <laughs> but like, yeah, no, it, it it's exactly what I'm saying is you know like I I buy these things just to have them sometimes because it's kind of one of those things where it's like uh, if I like a uh, if I like a property if I like a franchise I want to support it. Right. So like sometimes I'll just buy like a piece of merch or something, you know. Uh, so I, I kind of do this like where I'll buy like a DVD of a movie that I thought was good, even though I'll never watch it on DVD. I'll just watch it on streaming. <laughs> but you like download a car with you. But it's like I liked this movie and I, I would like to, you know, to support this. So I will buy the DVD. Uh, so thanks for not even acknowledging that. That was that was stupid of me to say. <laughs> upset that I said it. You know what's funny is you know like I, I you know uh, me and Mortar sometimes go watch movies when they come out like you know like Marvel movies, DC movies, whatever. And, and uh, it, it's funny whenever they were playing those in front of like movie presentations, they'd be like, "You wouldn't download a car, would you?" And Mortar is one of those guys is like, "If there was a way to, I sure as hell would try." <laughs> and I was, I was like. That that is something you would say absolutely. <laughs> well, like one one of the things that I always like is uh, cars are expensive. Um, every now and then I'll just go and watch that old like kid play where it was uh, the the kids illegally downloading Foo Fighters music. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one just comes in and it's just Mike peeking the whole goddamn time and he's just yelling. With like a stapler on a stick to look like a gun. <laughs> yeah, there's some ad campaigns that are absolutely bonkers, dude. It is just wow. Uh, but yeah, so like th this is all I have for Madam Web. I, I mean, I like that when obscure characters get like movies. I, I thought like the Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of one of those weird ones where whenever they said we're making Guardians of the Galaxy the movie, and I'm like. Okay, I know who they are because I'm a comic book nerd. However, 
I'm like, who else is going to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? We don't know who they are. And, and it ended up being like just like this runaway success that arguably shaped the, the sense of humor for the MCU going forward. But it, rend- it ended up being this runaway success. And, and now they're like a household name. Uh, same thing with Ant-Man. You know, like it's kind of like I know who Ant-Man is because I read comics. But then but then it, now it's kind of like, okay, everybody knows who Ant-Man is. Paul Rudd, he's Ant-Man. Uh, so I, I like it when characters who aren't like the focal point of a comic book series get their own movie, uh, especially if the movie ends up being good. I feel like this is too niche. <laughs> Like, I feel like this is entirely too niche. <laughs> like, uh, like Madam Web as a as the lead of her movie feels weird. Like, as a support role, I can see it. But, like, as the lead, as, and, you know, this is me speaking through my prejudices. Because, again, as I said, when I was introduced to Madam Web in the comics, she's an old lady in a throne in a parallel dimension, right? And so, like, hey, young, hot paramedic is now this... <laughs> Is Madam Web this character who you who just incongruously does not fit here? You know, like it's just like the the image does not compute, and I'm like, yeah, it, it is. Well, they they gotta change the source material to sell. Oh, that is something that happens too. Like sometimes something gets so popular, uh, based off of its movie that the comics kind of feel like this aftershock of it, where where now like. So, for example, after the Captain America movie with Chris Evans, suddenly Captain America in the comics was Chris Evans. And same thing with, like, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Suddenly, Iron Man in in the comics was a lot more like his movie counterpart. Uh, I think this was the most felt in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, sometimes sometimes that happens. So it's possible, and I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't exactly put money on it, but I'd be pretty confident betting a dollar that Madam Web in the comics gets retrofitted to be this hot redhead <laughs> because because of the movie. Uh, so I don't know. Like it, it's kind of one of those things. Um, let's see. Uh, Gamma says nowadays you can three D print print a car, so you probably could. I feel like that would cost about the same as buying a car. I feel. <laughs> Because the amount of filament that you would have to buy <laughs> and the amount of time that it would take, no less. So, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it's kind of what... you'd have to, like, put it together. Oh, and then you'd have to put it together. I mean, at that point, just buy it, dude. Like, I, I, I'm a huge person where... I, I'm a huge fan of being like, hey, it, does this... Is this convenient for me? I'll pay an extra five bucks. You know, like, just... Like, I, I will pay a delivery fee just so that I don't have to go out and buy food. I will. You know, so it, it's kind of one of like those things where I was like, I would rather just, it, I don't want to have to put the car together myself after I 3D printed it. So by all means, you know, like just no, I would not download a car. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's Shame. That, that's kind of the end of today. Uh, how are you feeling there? How How, how was... How how was uh, how's the podcast for you today? You got you got uh, any closing thoughts? I feel sleepy. I'm gonna go sleep. Yeah, I'm gonna go eat the remainder of that Chinese food I bought earlier. I'm so hungry suddenly. Uh, but until next time, thank you for watching, and also please remember to like, sub, and share. Uh, leave us a comment. Tell us uh, who what your favorite part of today's episode was. And until next time, I have been the Midnight Bard. I have been the Midday Derringer. The Midday Derringer, and adios. Bye.